Hi, welcome to Conversations with Cassie. I'm your host, Cassie. We are glad to have you with us today. Today, I think we're going to discuss Giza a little bit. I think it's good to have an understanding of different theories and ideas, and that's kind of what we're going to do today. I'm going to introduce a few theories and ideas from the standard textbook one to some kind of less conventional ideas, just to give you a taste. We will not touch on every theory. Also, we will not get real deep into any of the theories, to be honest. This is just more to, to give you food for thought about the different concepts and proposed thoughts and theories on the ideas, and maybe pique your interest, and you'll go out on your own and read some of the books that contain some of the theories, and decide for yourself how valid or not they are. And then we'll also discuss you know, what I feel are some of the more valid theories, or not so valid theories, and why or why not, and the enigmas that would exist regardless of the theories that you might feel have more credibility than others. So the first theory that we will state will be the textbook version, which is that the three grand pyramids were built by pharaohs of the fourth dynasty as their symbols of power and to be their tombs in the afterlife. Also, in addition to building the three grand pyramids and several of the minor pyramids which do have good documentation for as being built by those fourth dynasty pharaohs. We are also told that the Sphinx, the Causeways, the Valley Temple, and the Sphinx Temple were also part of these fourth dynasty building projects. Now, the couple of things that I'm going to bring up that question the validity and credibility of this textbook version is, first and foremost, the Great Pyramid was completely empty when it was entered. It was entered several times throughout history, documented anyway, and each of those entries report either privately and then discovered later or publicly at the time that the chambers were empty, completely empty, totally lacking ornamentation or possessions, which kind of makes them not tombs. It would be one thing if there were absolutely no artifacts within the tombs, i.e. no mummies, no chairs, no Coptic bottles, no feed, any of that stuff that is required for living a king's life in the afterlife. But in addition, there's absolutely no decoration, ornamentation, inscriptions on any of the walls that praise the king, that extol the king and all of his finery and his glory and his honors. Nothing. And that's bigger for me than the fact that the rooms were empty, the fact that they were completely unadorned. That is all I need to know to doubt their validity at all as having been built for the purpose of tombs. Secondly, the building construction style between the temples and the pyramids varies. It's different. And that's not something that you typically see when everything is built together at the same time. You might see it if there's a reason, i.e. it has to be different, but you don't see it by choice. And yet, on the Giza Plateau, you do see variations in building styles, sometimes within the actual structure itself. 
there is apparent building style differences between the bottom of the pyramid and the top of the pyramids. And the temples have some of that as well. And that, again, says maybe we don't know the whole story. One of the most popular or widely known alternative theories is by a Mr. Robert Bouval, who has studied Egypt for years. I believe, if memory serves, he is an engineer by education and trade. But having grown up in Egypt, he was always very much fascinated by the ancient culture and everything left behind by the ancient culture. And his theory is that the Giza Plateau is a time marker, that the pyramids are laid out in a mirror image of the belt stars of Orion, and that the Sphinx was originally a line, and that it points to sunrise on the summer solstice, and that if you use star map programs, that the pyramids match the belt stars of Orion exactly in approximately 10,500 BC. And his research is very good. His hypothesis, based on his research, makes sense. And on the surface, it's hard to find flaws with the theory and the supporting research. However, uh, if you continue to study and as we move forward and we have new people looking at it and we have new information that comes in from new finds, new techniques, new ideas based on those new finds and new techniques, then the Orion constellation theory is not as solid as it once was. In addition, and off the top of my head, I cannot think of the gentleman's name, but there is an electrical engineer who, upon holidaying in Egypt and actually visiting the pyramids and looking at it subconsciously through his industrial mindset and eyes, decided that the pyramids reminded him of industrial components or machines. And it piqued his curiosity, and he did further study, and he's decided that the pyramids were built as producers and or possibly disseminators of electricity in ancient time. Again, there does appear to be solid research done and some validity to his studies. There are discolorations in some of the rocks within the gallery and even within the king's chamber that support the fact that there was possibly exposure to extreme heat that caused the discoloration. There are other features of the pyramid chambers taken as a whole that resemble applications that could create electricity under certain conditions and circumstances. So not necessarily a crazy theory, one that might be a little harder to prove and certainly to have accepted. Trying to convince especially Egyptologists that ancient Egyptians might have had some form of electricity 
uh, 5,000 years ago is probably never going to fly unless somehow a document or something, some artifact is found that would conclusively prove it. And even then, you would probably have an extreme amount of pushback and denial and rejection of the document or, or artifact. And there's a couple other industrial application theories. Water pump, water retention, so that during dry season or during droughts there was still fresh water and or water for irrigation for the people around the Giza necropolis. And those are also tend to be well thought out and studied. And in some respects, there's a gentleman that has actually replicated, quote, the water pump if the Great Pyramid was truly a water pump. And it seems, if you watch the video, to work, obviously, I haven't seen it in person, and I haven't spoken directly with the creator. I've only seen the video, and actually I've seen the video secondhand by someone else who was presenting theories regarding the pyramids. But it works according you know, to the video, so take it for what it's worth. And water would certainly be a need in the Nile Valley in ancient Egypt, especially as that was a time when the Sahara was growing and encroaching on land that had been naturally fertile and had experienced precipitation regularly and things like that. So as the ecology was changing, water would have been a primary focus and concern for the people of Egypt. So in that respect, it is very plausible to suggest that they would have been trying to find ways to either have new water sources or protect the water sources and reserves that they had at the time. Another aspect, and this kind of goes back a little bit to the Orion constellation theory, is that the Giza pyramid was laid out to convey geographic information to people. And what this means is that if you take mathematical measurements of the pyramids and of their location, location geographically, you are able to extrapolate information that when placed into specific mathematical equations give you scale outcomes of the size and shape of the earth. And the scales seem to follow the same pattern. A matter of fact, it's not that one set of measurements gives you one ratio and a different set gives you a different ratio. They do seem to tend to follow the same ratio pattern, which would tend to suggest that that was not mere coincidence, that that was intentional, which would call into mind that if those numbers were so intentional, then could you state that the cause for building would have been industrial? Uh, why would you incorporate geographic ratios into industrial buildings? Not that you can't, but you would certainly ask why you would and why that would be relevant and you know what, what the motivating factors would be. And that's obviously something that we don't have any answer for because we technically don't know that they were industrial complexes or that they were timekeeping complexes. We're, we're merely guessing here and trying to use research and data to ascertain whether or not our guesses are valid or not. A newer theory that I'd like to bring up and our last for this episode is 
I would say originating from a more recent discovery than the Giza Plateau and Pyramids, and that's the site of Gobekli Tepe. And the reason that the site of Gobekli Tepe can be credited as the originator of this theory is because study of several of the enclosures at Gobekli Tepe seem to suggest a focus on observing of the constellation Cygnus. And Cygnus, unlike Orion, who is located in the northern skies instead of the southern skies as Orion is located. And Cygnus has at times marked, especially through its star Deneb, the North Pole in a general relative term. The pole star changes over time as the Earth wobbles on its axis in its orbit around the Sun in what we refer to as precession. That's more mathematical and more involved and we'll take precession up later because it's very, very important. Apparently, our layman ancestors possibly understood precession way more than our contemporary or modern man layman know about it. That being said, there is the theory that the pyramids do not mark Orion's constellation, but instead, if observed from a specific point several kilometers away from the Giza Bateau towards the south and thus looking towards the north. The three pyramids perfectly mark the spots of three of the stars of the Cygnus constellation, and that this was important to the predecessors to the Pharaonic Egyptian culture, and it was them that laid out the Giza Plateau and the alignment towards Cygnus. One thing that is obvious and apparent is there is too much technical information in the numbers of the Giza Plateau for it to be considered to have been theoretically a haphazard construction for the sole purpose of tombs. Now, there are hypotheses that it was merely an initiation ritual area, which is part of the Orion constellation theory, to allow pharaohs to rise into the afterlife and become a star in their own right with the gods. But you do have to accept that Giza was built originally with a specific purpose in mind, one that we apparently have not truly or fully discovered yet. Giza has, in our little moment, for time immortal, been of utmost importance, which means we really should endeavor to uncover the source, the motive, the reason of that utmost importance, and we haven't yet. I do believe that it was important enough that as Pharaonic Egypt came into its own, it made sure to leave its mark mingled with Giza because of the existing importance of Giza. And these are things that we will take up in the future, but hopefully these theories that I've presented to you have piqued your interest and given you a reason to dust off your curiosity and venture out and look up some of these books. Some of them have been on our weekly reads suggestions. Uh, some of them haven't, at least not yet, but will be in the future. But you absolutely can go to your local bookstore or your favorite online bookseller and do a simple search and find a lot of these theories that have been presented and written about. Every theory that I presented to you in this podcast does have at least one book written about it and published and easily 
accessible. That being said, I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that it's given you something to think about and ponder and question and look into on your own. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also find us hopefully on your favorite listening app. If you can't, let me know. I'll see if I can work on that and fix it. Thank you for joining us and until next time, this is Cassie. Have a great day.